Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 94 of All In With Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking about the start of NBA free agency and, you know, Kevin Durant demanding a trade from the the Brooklyn Nets. So I'll start with the Durant stuff. All right. So this is being recorded on Friday, July 1st. Uh, Durant, Durant's trade request hit hit the public about like what noon yesterday about roughly so, so on about noon eastern time yesterday right so so um i mean we we've been as a, as a basketball watching community we've been talking about all the best fits you know how what went wrong in brooklyn on and on and on and rightfully so obviously you know when a, a player this good demanding a trade with four years left on his contract does not happen every day. I mean, as a, as a matter of fact, this is the first time I can recall it happening, right? He signed a five-year deal, fully uh, no, no, no options, no player option, no team option last season, and now he's demanding a trade a year later. Um, it's, it, it, it's an interesting dynamic. It's an interesting trade request for a lot of different reasons. And we'll start with the fact that Kevin Durant is a, a game changer, especially if you have a ready-made team, as we saw in Golden State. Like he, he could be the final piece on your squad, on your really good championship-level squad or borderline championship-level squad, and you could go do work. I, I, I do think we put a little bit too much stock in his championships in Golden State because again, he went to a seventy-three-win team. Like. The 2017 Cavs were amazing. So, fine. You want to say they needed him to beat them? Okay, cool. 2018, we saw what that series was. We don't have to lie, right? Okay, so... um, he is, the, he is the final piece of your championship team and all that. Now, where we get to the, I, I, the non-basketball stuff, I guess, is like, you know, who to blame... Why did it go wrong? Is this the biggest failure? Da, 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 on and on. As a society, and I've said this on this podcast before, we just don't like holding Kevin Durant accountable for things. Like for the last, whatever, just being recorded at 10 a.m. For the last 20, 20 hours, give or take, I've been reading about, you know, how this is Kyrie Irving's fault, how this is only Kyrie Irving's fault, this is ownership's fault, da, 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 da. And it's like, all right, I'm not saying that Kyrie Irving doesn't deserve blame here <laughs> at all. Please do not get me twisted. I'm not saying Nets ownership doesn't deserve blame here. I probably have a different slant on why, which I'll I'll touch on. But everybody deserves their, their their piece of the blame pie. Like we do not have to absolve Kevin Durant from from everything like we've been doing since he played at OKC. Whenever shit went left in OKC, it was Russell Westbrook's fault. Uh, go to say, I mean, there was no 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 fault to it, nothing to fault him for anybody else for because they smoked everybody, right? Now now he he. Re- he comes into Brooklyn. Brooklyn signs Kyrie Irving to to um, acquiesce this guy's needs. They signed DeAndre Jordan to a ridiculous contract to bend to his whims. Um, they fired the coach. They hired 
they, they hired a babysitter for all intents and purposes. He, an observer of, of, of sorts. And Steve Nash, because Kyrie and Kevin Durant wanted him. They did everything that he wanted. He, and, and Kyrie Irving played a part, a big part, in basically destroying the organization from within. I don't know if that's dramatic, a dramatic characterization of it, but that's what it looks like from where I sit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they... He played a big part in destroying the organization, destroying the organization from within, and what they're going to look like in a week or two, or whenever they end up trading Kevin Durant and, consequently, Kyrie Irving, because they're not going to keep him, or at least I'm assuming they're not going to keep him. Right? Did did somebody? Was I unaware that somebody tied Kevin Durant to a chair and forced him to sign on to play with Kyrie Irving? Kevin Durant could have went and uh, could have gone and played with Kawhi Leonard. Kevin Durant could have gone and played with LeBron James. I'm not criticizing his decision not to. That's his fault. That's his problem. That's his business. I don't think he's made particularly good decisions outside of going to Golden State. And I, and I guess you could you could make the you you could make you could draw the conclusion that him him requesting a trade from the Nets right now, given the mess that they are, is a good decision. But he helped create it. Which is why I don't understand why we're pointing fingers at everybody else. He helped create it. Nobody forced him to go play with Kyrie Irving. Like where the Nets went wrong to me is they gave they they gave the power to the wrong people. Kyrie Irving is an is an incredible basketball player. No arguments. He's also always unhappy and he's unreliable. We've seen this at three different stops now. Think about it. If Kyrie Irving gets traded with within the next week or month or however long it takes to trade him and plays out his one-year deal with somebody else and then trade then signs with somebody else in the offseason he would have played with five five different teams in six years that's Kyrie Irving that's what it is you gave the power to him and you gave the power to Kevin Durant who quite frankly told you he ain't really about that whole face of the franchise life I don't know if that's why he went to Brooklyn I don't know if he just wanted to try something different. I don't know what his deal was. He wanted to play with Kyrie. I guess Kyrie wanted to play with the Nets. I guess that's how it went. But obviously, wherever Kevin Durant went next, he was going to be the guy. Now, he got all the power that he wanted, and now that shit has gone left, now he wants out. But I say that they gave the power to the wrong people because Kevin Durant told us that he wasn't trying to be that guy. This is a quote. A direct, this is direct quotations from him. St- Steph Curry is the face of the franchise, and that helps me out because I don't have to be. I don't want. I don't want to have to be the leader. I'm not a leader. I'm bad at saying stay, stand behind me and follow me. I'm one of those guys that just that's just like let's do this shit together. And yo, let me make this clear. There's nothing wrong with that on the surface. Absolutely nothing wrong with that on the surface. But we, as a society, as a basketball watching community put him in company he probably does not belong in given that yo he don't want to lead nobody like on its surface you could argue he's not as good a basketball player as Steph Curry he damn sure is not as valuable as Steph Curry and you you can build an entire championship team around Steph Curry as we've seen for the last decade you can't build a championship team around Kevin Durant but you can bring Kevin Durant onto your ready-made championship team and have him fit in nobody's better at fitting in 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 those circumstances than him understood not arguing if you are number one seed and you get Kevin Durant, and, and Kevin Durant's available, he wants to be in your squad, and that that is no fault to him. Again, I'm not making this him asking out on its surface makes sense, but the problem that people have with player empowerment, and as much as I'm never ever going to side with ownership, they could kiss my ass, quite frankly, and I don't give a fuck about them. 
So I'm this is not a pro ownership take. But the problem, some people, I'm not talking about the extreme bootlickers. They could they they could go pound sand. I'm not talking about them. The the people the, the normal people who just watch basketball and and like you know players staying on teams and like organic rivalries and blah blah blah. The people that the problem that's a, one of the problems that some of them have with player empowerment is that Kevin Durant could do something like this and have no accountability for it. He could just destroy a franchise or help destroy a franchise and have no account accountability for it. And now he's demanding a trade, and we're talking about wish list, and he might actually get what he wants, despite the fact that the Nets don't owe him shit. What do Nets owe? What did Kevin Durant do for the Nets? Did he boost their profile? Did he make them relevant? Did he make them more relevant than they already than, than they were? A little bit, sure. Not not damn sure not within New York, but nationally, yeah. We we have talked about the Nets more in the last three years than we've ever talked about them before, and I've seen the Nets make the, the finals twice in my lifetime. So. Did he make them more relevant? Yeah. Did they win a whole bunch? Not really. He redshirted the season. He didn't play for a whole year. They got to the playoffs twice. They won one playoff series. We could argue about the the whole how close they came to beating the Bucks. We could argue about the health. All we want, we, we we could do that until we're blue in the face. What happened happened. The final result was what it was. They they did not make it out of the second round of playoffs. They got swept out of the playoffs this year. And. We're talking about, oh, Kevin Durant's wish list. And I saw Chris Haynes say on TV, um, it would be a bad look if the Nets don't give Kevin Durant what he wants. First of all, it's a bad look that we're here. Number one, the Nets already look bad. So why, why should they give a fuck? Kevin Durant came to that organization. They gave that man all the power to, to, to move how he wanted to move. They did everything he wanted. They got everybody he wanted. They got James Harden when that, when, when that wasn't working. You know, they ran it by him. They got James Harden out of there. They they signed Kyrie Irving. They gave DeAndre Jordan that ridiculous fucking contract. They had fired the coach. They hired a new coach that was Kevin Durant approved. And then he still bailed on them. Again, rightfully so, if we're just looking at it on its surface. Rightfully fucking so. I wouldn't want to be there neither. I get it. I get it. I understand that. But what do the Nets owe him? Because if we're going to talk about how they look... From a um, a um, free agent uh, destination standpoint, I mean, do they look great now anyway? Given how it's went, how it's gone, like Kyrie Irving, they they decided, okay, we're done with this dude, basically, to the point where we're willing to risk getting Kevin Durant up out of here just so we can stop with the Kyrie Irving shenanigans, right? Kevin Durant demands a trade with four whole years left on his contract. They don't look good right now anyway. And, and bro, people will take your money. People will take your money. You have, you have enough assets. You, you, you have enough good basketball players. You have a good coach. Whoever. People will take your money. And New York is a desirable destination to some degree. Like the Nets, it's not like the Knicks where the, the Knicks have struggled getting free agents for a long time. Maybe the Nets head in that path. Maybe. I don't know. The Knicks have struggled getting free agents for a long time because nobody wants to play for the organization. People love the Garden. Like people love the Garden. People love New York. Yeah, they love it as somewhere where they, they can come drop 40 and go home. They don't love it from a we're going to come play here standpoint. So maybe the Nets end up there. Maybe they do. But they don't look good. Nobody's looking at the Nets like, wow, this is, this is how our team should be run. Nobody. 
So we're talking about oh they might look bad if they if if, if they don't um, bend to Kevin Durant's whims yet another time because they've been bending to his whims for three fucking years. Now that he wants out, now now that he he came in and basically ruined everything or helped ruin everything, and now we're supposed to help facilitate his his um facilitate his his next um basketball journey. Um, because we would look bad to what the out the outside world or, or or other people in the league, agents, players, and all that. They would look bad to them if they didn't. But they look bad already. They look bad already. Like I- I'm not saying to be petty and go send them to the Sacramento Kings. I'm saying if the Sacramento Kings got the best offer, do it. Like I don't give a fuck about Kevin Durant's feelings. Why should you? He has four years left on his contract. I'm not saying to keep him. That's a waste of time. For everybody involved, I'm not saying to go keep them. I'm saying that one of the one of these teams got to stand up to these players, man. And again, I I hate sounding like one of them one of them um, bootlickers, like the extremists who do this stuff. But they they're on a way more extreme scale. But one of these player one of these teams got to stand up to one of these players, man. Again, I'm not asking you to keep them. Don't do that. You don't have to. Kevin Durant demands a trade. Before you, like, he should have negotiated a no trade clause for all of that. And they would have given it to him. Why wouldn't they have? They would have given him the no trade clause. If you wanted to, if if you, if you wanted to have the power to pick your next destination in the, in the event that shit went left, you should have put a no trade clause in your contract. Now, obviously it works both ways. The teams who aren't on Kevin Durant's wish list, how motivated are they to get a deal done? That's an interesting question. We don't know. We don't know shit except that Kevin Durant wants out. If you are the Denver Nuggets and Kevin Durant does not have you on your wish list, how motivated are you to either get get a sit down with him to try and change his mind or just try and trade for the fucking guy anyway and be like, look, man, you're, you're under contract for four years. Deal with it. Now, granted, you have to wonder, will he just then demand a trade next year? That's that's that is the, the critical part here. Like, what is stopping him from getting to the Nuggets? Shit goes left for whatever reason. You know, him and Jokic can't play. I, I can't imagine why that would be the case. But him and Jokic don't get don't don't get along on the court. Whatever it is, something happens. Then he demands another trade next year. That has to affect his trade value to a degree. Like, how far are you willing to go for a guy who you don't know if he's going to be on your team after next year? You don't know. He seems to be perpetually in pursuit of happiness that he can't define like what makes him happy we don't know he was in gold like he was complaining i mean he's been complaining about his public perception for the longest he thought that winning championships was going to change that he went to golden state they were winning championships he cares about hoop that's what they claim he, he cares about all he cares about which is not true because we see him argue with with 12 year olds named billy every other fucking day on the bird app so we know it ain't just basketball, it ain't just hoop. We've been told that's what he cares about. Golden State could not have possibly been a better situation for him basketball-wise. On the court, tactically speaking, they could not give him, they, they could not guard him the way they could in other situations because other people would kill you. And again, they had Steph Curry. They, they were, Steph Curry was the defense's main worry. That's how it went when, he, when it was on this team. Go look at the film. Go listen to the coaches talk. They will tell you that. So what what exactly is it that he wants? Like, is it, it? It's not about basketball, or it's not about just basketball. He wanted power in Brooklyn. That didn't work because 
I read something like, oh, well, he, the, the organization changed so much he couldn't recognize it anymore. What do you mean? They did everything he wanted. What do you mean by that? But I, I don't understand why the Nets should give two fucks about what Kevin Durant wants in this. Why? And and, and again, when I say that the that people, people comment on the player empowerment stuff going too far, this is the type of shit that I'm talking about. Kevin Durant left them high and dry. He's leaving them high and dry. And now the Nets are supposed to bend to his whims again. For what? What is this about for him? And again, if you are the Toronto Raptors, are you are you set to overpay for Kevin Durant knowing, yo, he might leave, if he might demand a trade next year if shit don't go his way? Because clearly he doesn't give a fuck about leaving you high and dry. Even, you know, even under contract for four fucking years. Not like, the, not like he has an expiring where it's like, okay, whatever, do you. Not like he, he's a free agent where it's like, okay, do you. Sign wherever the fuck you want. He got four years left on his deal. What's stopping him from dipping on you? It's like getting with somebody who cheated and then, and then being pressed and being concerned about them cheating and losing them that way. Well, you, you get them how you lose them. Or you lose them how you get them, rather. So do you concern yourself with that? And it, it, like this, for the Nets, again, flat out, if, if the Orlando Magic got the best offer, trade to the Orlando Magic. Like, if, if KD wants to, to play the whole I'm not going to show up game, I'm not sure how that would even go. Like, what, you're not going to show up? And then what? They have your rights. So I'm not, they have your contractual rights at that point. So I'm not sure how that would even work. I don't know what Kevin Durant's leverage is here outside of the fact that he's Kevin Durant. And, yo, that's enough. Don't get me wrong, I'm not stupid. I watch how the NBA gets down. But if he's giving a big giant fuck you to the Nets, why shouldn't they give a big giant fuck you back to him? This is what I'm what I'm saying. And, and not even fuck you in the sense that they're just gonna trade him some some to some bullshit location to fuck him over. But more so like they're gonna worry about what they want instead of what the player wants. Because the player doesn't give a fuck about what they want. The player wants out after again. Basically, running the organization, being the face of the organization for three fucking years, that led to nothing. If KD won a championship and wanted to do this, fine, okay. And you 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 want to you want to act in good faith, you know, and work with his agent and him on getting him to a spot that he wants to go. Okay, cool, that makes sense. But Kevin Durant didn't act in good faith when he when he decided to leave a messy situation behind that he created. He didn't decide to act in good faith. So again, why should the Nets act in good faith? Because all I'm reading is about Kevin Durant's wish list and where he wants to go and this, that, and the third. And it's like, I mean, hello, he doesn't have a no-trade clause. He doesn't. So this, this, it's a bad look. If the Nets look bad anyway, they might as well go, they, they might as well go full on with it. Like, why stop looking bad here? They're gonna look bad to agents and players. I don't know when the next time the Nets get a big free agent will, will, will be. A special set of circumstances landed them Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That went up in smoke. Understood. I don't know when they're going to get somebody else. So, why why would they care? But ultimately, I, I just find it really funny that after all of this, we're still pointing fingers at other people. When Kevin Durant, A, got everything he wanted, down to the coach, and down to signing DeAndre Jordan's big ass for however many years, 
to that ridiculous fucking country. He got his homies paid. Good for him. Good, good friend. Like good friendship, I guess. Whatever. Um, that was a the thing. They 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 fired the coach he wanted to get fired. They hired the coach that he wanted to hire. They they got James Harden because he wanted him. They traded James Harden because he wanted to trade James Harden. Or, or, or I guess once Harden decided he wanted he want to be there, Kevin Durant was like, all right, I'm not try, I'm not here to try to make this work. He can go. He can go. They did every single fucking thing that he wanted, and we're still looking at other people because that's just how we treat Kevin Durant as as a basketball watching society. We just don't want to hold him accountable for anything. We didn't hold him accountable in Golden State. I mean, in 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 OKC, we we we. I mean, by we I mean y'all. Announced he's the best player in the world for going to a 73 win team and winning, which, okay, um, that was a thing that happened. And now we're not holding him accountable enough for his role in the Nets' demise. We're not, flat out, we're not holding him accountable enough for his role in the Nets' demise. Because, again, Kyrie Irving is there because of him. That that's going to happen, and you want to say Kyrie was the main culprit? Okay, well he's he's Kevin Durant's homie. Kevin Durant brought him on board, and if Kevin Durant cared about hoop and nothing but hoop, him signing him signing with the Nets and Kyrie Irving made no sense to begin with, because Kyrie Irving was not the best player he could have paired with, and the Nets damn sure were not the best organization he could have paired he could have tied himself to. So if it's just about hoop, which I'm told that's all it's about for Kevin Durant. Hence, why he's asking out of a situation you help create. Then signing with signing with the Nets and Kyrie and and attaching yourself to the most unreliable motherfucker in the NBA made no sense on its surface. And 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 now we've seen it manifest itself in the Nets being blown up, being torn to shreds, all because um, the guy who Kevin Durant wanted is not going to get an extension from the Nets. The guy who doesn't does, isn't exactly enthused to actually show up to work and apparently is a major pain in the ass behind the scenes. And 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 that's in addition to what we 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 can see on its surface. And on top of that, Kevin Durant wants to go to bat for Kyrie Irving and all that and that's cool, that's his homie, but he left him he left him high and dry last just last year with the, with the with, with the vaccine issue. He left the team high and dry. They don't want to deal with that no more. Like, think about how much of a pain in the ass Kyrie Irving has to be behind the scenes for the Nets to actively pick this alternative, which is having neither one of them. Think about that for a second. Because the, the vaccine mandate is no more. So Kyrie Irving can play home games. They, they lifted it. And they're still like, nah, we're good. We're not giving this man max money. That's how sick of, them, sick of him they are. And we all knew that Kyrie Irving was unreliable. Cleveland fans could tell you that he's unreliable. Boston fans could tell you that he's unreliable. Now, Nets fans could tell you he's unreliable. And Kevin Durant hitched his wagon to this dude who, and again, all of this is public knowledge. There was a reason Kyrie Irving ended up um, ended up on three teams in three years or whatever it was. There's a reason that he asked out of Cleveland and nobody really cared that much, despite besides LeBron James for obvious reasons. There's a reason. We knew he was unreliable. This is not new information. Like if you if you know somebody, if you know somebody, you're a man. You know this woman for 15 years, your whole life. Like you've seen her married twice, destroyed both marriages, destroyed those dudes' lives. Blah 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 blah. blah. And then you decide 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go try and be involved with this lady. You ma- you marry her. It blows up in your face. Now your life is ruined. You can't look around and blame everybody else. That's not how it works. You made that call. You made that call. We we can't then say, oh well, you know, it's the wife's fault. Um, if she has children, it's the children's fault. Like no, bro. Like you knew this. It was on record. Like yeah, y'all were cool. Y'all were homies. Y'all were great friends. Blah blah. blah. And you thought it could work, but. There was no reason to think that it could work. And you could win big. There was no reason to think that with Kyrie Irving. There was reason to think that you could have got uh, you could have got players in addition to him and it could have worked. Yeah, for sure. Not arguing that. For sure. But he put all his faith in Kyrie Irving. And from a basketball a purely basketball perspective, it made no sense. And it made no sense off rip. Anywho, before I get out of here, I'd like to implore you to listen to the middle initial podcast with myself. Andrew Case and Jude A. Jackson as we discuss current sports topics. Rate, review, and subscribe for that podcast and for this one, and I will see you when I see you. I know you got a man, but this is what you should say. Why don't you tell him that I'm leaving, never to come back again. You found somebody who does it better than he can. No more making you cry, no more embrace guys. Girl, we flying on the G5, G5.